Valt. Okay. Daf Chof, Daf Memches, page 48. We are going to start um, touching on some various halachas. We got um, we got three Mishnayas on today's Daf, and we're also going to learn some fascinating Agadita Gemoris. All right, so here we go. We're living on Rabiel. All right. Let's get cracking over here. Mishnah, four lines from the top of Memches Amud Aleph. We explained how Mulavarava sometimes was six days, sometimes seven days. Okay? How do you have Halal and Simcha apply for all eight days of Sukkot? Now, again, remember, we consider Shmini Atzeres to be an interesting territory. Shmini Atzeres really is the last day of Sukkot, but it's different in Pizar Keshav. Okay? It's different in Pizar Keshav in those six halachas. Fine. So, how do you have halal and simcha for eight days of Sukkot, meaning including Shmini Atzeres? Zot de Gemor. Telling us a Chiddush. And not only do you say halal the first seven days of Sukkot, but even the eighth day. And you also have a Karma Chagiga on the eighth. I'm sorry. Um, yeah. You have, you have uh, the Shlomim of Yom Tif on the eighth day as well on, on uh, Shmini Atzeres. Keshar called Yomai Sachag, like the other days of Sukkot. In this way, Shmini Atzeres is just like the other days. Says the Gemara, Who says? Who says there's a Chiyav? Of Simcha on the eighth day. So says the Gemara, very interesting. Let's try to follow along on this discussion of the Gezeira Shabbat. Ready? The Tanur Rabbanon, because the rabbis learned, and so should we. One of the mitzvahs that apparently the Vilna Gain is said to have held is one of the most difficult mitzvahs to keep in the Torah, and that is for seven days you're obligated to be happy. You're not allowed to stop with your Simcha. For seven days. V'hoyisa ach sameach. Only happiness. Zehu. L'rabbais leile yomtif ha'achor. Now here's the Chiddush of the Gzeir HaShava. V'hoyisa ach sameach. You have to, but, you only need to be happy. Now usually ach is cholak. Usually ach is dividing and excluding something. But the, the drush over here is, ach sameach means even... The, even the night of Shmini Atzeres, there's a chiyav of Simcha. Says the Gemara, no. That, that's, not, that's not the usual way to understand the word ach. Maybe it's referring to the first night of Yom Cholak. The word ach is divided. Okay? And it's letting us know there's a separate time that uh, there's a separate time that there's a chiyuv of simcha. Okay? Fine. Says the Gemara, no. Not fine. Not fine. Because, umara How do you know that includes the Shmini Atzeres and it's not coming to include the first night? Okay? In other words, where we would have thought that it's coming to include the first night and exclude the last night comes along ach to include the last night. Why would I have thought it's different? Says the Gemara, let me explain. Marbani. This is a fascinating uh, Svara. And this is Mamish, one of the Gemaras where Mamish teaches you how 
how to think. You know that uh, that famous joke, we've uh, or I shouldn't say famous if you haven't heard it, but often quote a joke about this uh, priest who wants to have a Gemara cup. So he comes and he says, "I want to." He says he can. You, you won't. He, apparently, the mice I heard with the grandest and Ibshitz. He says, "No, you can't." I said the Gemara. He says, "Okay, ask me." He says, "Okay, two people go down the chimney, right?" We said this this example many times, right? One comes out dirty, one comes out clean. Which is going to take a shower? So the priest says, "Dirty." He says, "Wrong." The priest will look at the clean one and take a shower. The clean one look at the dirty one, think he's clean, think he's dirty, and therefore the clean one will take a shower because he thinks he's just like the dirty one. So he says, "Okay, try me again." So he asks them the same shayla again. Two people go down the chimney. Which is going to take a shower? He says, "Oh, the clean one will take a shower because he thinks he's dirty like the dirty one." Says if it's wrong, why would a clean person take a shower? That's ridiculous, right? Only a dirty person takes a shower. He says, okay, fine, ask me another question. So he asks him another question. People go down the chimney. One's dirty, one's clean. Who takes a shower? The priest says, well, it depends. If you look at it the first way, then the clean guy is going to take a shower. He thinks he's dirty. Look at it the second way. Why do I think I take a shower? But maybe I'm not sure. Says Vianne says, no, the whole question is a mistake. There's no way two people go down the same chimney at the same time. One's dirty, one's clean, right? It's not Shaykh. So that's, that, that's how Gemara's work over here. This mamish what this Gemara is doing over here. It's giving us an approach that we never would have thought of. We would think, listen, the first night of Sukkot, Vadai, there's a greater, uh, there, there's a greater svara to say that there's a, that there's a chi of simcha. More than the last night. When you're starting something, ah, yeah, you start Yom Tev. The, ch- the chazan gets up there, Baruch Hu, ah, Yom Tev, yeah, I got the Marif, we got the Nusuch, right? The last Yom Tev, all right, no, the guy's doing a Shabbos Nusuch, nobody minds anymore. Right? Even if the guy does the wrong, okay. So we think, oh, it says the Gemara, Nain, Nain, listen. When it's the last night of Yom Tif, there's a, there's a greater Svara for Simcha the last night. Because you're coming off of seven days of Simcha. How do you stop such a thing? you got to keep the party going. But the first night of Sukkot, where there's no Simcha in front of it, there's no, there's no momentum going within the Simcha. So it's a, it's a Nayazach, it's a whole new thing. So that's why we would... That's why we would have thought to have a greater inclusion. Beautiful. Okay. End of that Gemara and explanation of the mission. All right. Sukkah Shiva Ketza. Where do you have Sukkah sit in the midst of Sukkah for seven days? Gomar. Zok the mission. Sukkah Shiva Ketza. Okay. How do you have the mitzvah of sukkah for seven days? Once a person finishes eating, the halacha is he should not get rid of his sukkah. You're not allowed to take down your sukkah just because you finished your se'uda. Okay? We'll explain the chiddush over here in the Gemara. Aval but, you're allowed to start cleaning out your sukkah from, we'll call it dishes, as we'll see, from after the Zman Mincha, Nefnei Kavad Yomtev Ha'acharayin Shel Chag. Okay? In order to give Kavad to Shmini Atzeres. You're allowed to start emptying out the sukkah to show, it's kind of like Hachana, but it's not Hachana because Shmini Atzeres is the exte- is an extension, and also you have to make sure you're going into it that you have the proper dishes necessary for your suuda, and therefore you're not allowed to take apart your sukkah once you fulfilled your mitzvah on day number seven, 
but one is allowed to start cleaning out his sukkah. Okay. Says the Gemara. Ain't like kalim la, like mal. Okay. If a person has no kalim to take out of his sukkah, how does he show? How does he show that on shmini atzeres when he's eating in there, that it's really not sukkahs? So Gemara says, "Ain't like kalim." What do you mean? There's no vessels in his sukkah. How'd you eat for seven days with your fingers? What did you use for the past week? Okay, you're right. Everybody needs something in their sukkah. But the question is, what if you don't have a house to bring your stuff into? Or you're not able to bring it in? Whatever it is. You can't take stuff out of your sukkah. And therefore, apparently, your your davka is supposed to take out kalim for covet shmini atzeres. And to show a difference between the first days of Sukkot and Shemini Atzeres. But now you're not able to. So what else could you do to show that Shemini Atzeres eating in Sukkot is different? So Rav Chiyah Barashi, Chiyah Barashi says, Paiches ba ar ba. What you should do is make four tefach wide opening in your schach. There's no longer any lavud. Now you, since it's no longer lavud, you don't have three walls because you have a big opening in the center of your Sukkot. And you see it's a puzzle sukkah. Rabbi Yeshua ben Levi Omar Madlik Bas on there. He says Madlik Bas on there. He says you should light on there. Now Rashi explains over here that this is merely an example. Why? Because if a person sits in a sukkah that's Zion al Zion, seven by seven, and they light a candle, that puzzles up the sukkah. Because it, that, you can't sit on fire. It takes up space. Okay? So if you have mamish Zion al Zion, you light a flame, you just messed yourself up. Because you don't have seven tfachim to live in. Okay? Zuck Rashi, the, the Gemara is just giving an example of something you can do to passel up a sukkah. That would apply by Zion al Zion sukkah, but you got to do something else. Okay? In other words, it doesn't need to be the four tfachim ashach. Whatever it is, that'll passel up your sukkah. Okay? One was for people who live in Babel, and one's for people in Eretz Yisrael. Remember we said that outside Eretz Yisrael, we're supposed to sit in the sukkah on Shmini Atzeres. And um, therefore, the, um, the, you, you got to make sure that you don't totally take apart the Hilcha sukkah, or else there's no, there, you know, there's no point whatsoever for sitting in the sukkah. And Mamela, over there, all you got to do really is you're going to sit in the sukkah on Shmini Atzeres, but you got to make sure that if you're going to sit there the next day, on day number nine, that's when you're going to be passing something up. Okay. Says the Gemara, Okay, but this is what we already quoted this earlier. We mentioned this, that the light works for a Zion al-Zion sukkah. Sukkah G'dayla Michael, it may give you an idea how you would, you know, uh, show us that in a larger sukkah, that it's no longer sukkis. Says the Gemara, Okay, yeah, I'll tell you what you do. Where you, you leave dirty vessels there. That really, at a covet of sukkis, you're not allowed to leave dirty plates, uh, cups, in the sukkah. It's a makam kada, you're supposed to clean it out as soon as possible. Okay, you could, I'm sorry, you're allowed to you keep drinking things there. That doesn't you know, make the sukkah disgusting. But dirty, uh, old, dirty plates from previous meals that usually is supposed to be taken out to show that you're not eating there because of sukkahs. So there, dafka, you could leave it in when it's a larger sukkah. All right.
period. All right, done. That is the uh, that that was the conversation and Mishnah concerning the Hilchis Sukkah, uh, uh, Halal. I'm sorry, Halal and Simcha for eight days, and Hilchis Sukkah for seven days. Now let's talk about the Nisu Hamayim, the pouring of the water, and this discussion of Nisu Hamayim is going to take us down to for the remainder of this daf. There's going to be a two dots, three lines from the bottom of Amud Beis, and that's where we'll hold it. So here we go. Says the Mishnah. How would they do the mitzvah pouring of the water on Sukkot? We commemorate with the Simchas Beis Yeshuim, right? Zok the Gemara. And we're going to start touching on some beautiful Agadah Gemaras here. They would take a golden jug that was able to hold three lug, okay, a little bit less than three liters. And they would take it from the Shiloach spring that was right outside Yerushalayim. Higiu l'shar when they came back with the water from the Shilayach, and they would bring the water through the Shar Hamayim, one of the gates of the base of Mikdash was called the Shar Hamayim. As they entered, Toku Vahariu Vitoku, they blew Shaifer Tekia, Cherua Tekia. Allah Bakevis, the Kayan, who was holding the water from the Shilayach, went up the ramp, Upano Lismaila, and he would turn to his left. He would turn to his left. Shnei, now Rashi explains the reason why he turned to his left because that was the fastest route to the pouring corner. Okay, same way when you take a Sefer Torah, you have something Kaddish, you don't go in a roundabout way. We do this only on Yom Kippur, so everybody could kiss it and shul. But usually you're obligated to take the Torah straight to the Bima. You get the most direct way. Shnei Svalim Shal Kesev HaYusham. There were two Svalim, two bowls made out of silver, that was there. Rabbi Yudah Aymer shall sit you. They were made out of silver. They were made out of, uh, they were made out of sid. They were made out of uh, plaster. It looked like silver because it was tarnished by the many, many years of water that, uh, that these things were used for. So people thought it was silver. He says, you should know, it, uh, it really was plaster. Okay. And they had holes. Okay, these these bowls that the water was poured into, they were minukavim. They had holes. We now turn to the top of Amud Dakin. Each hole stuck out like a small nose, a nostril. One nose, nostril hole, was larger, was wider than the other. Because we wanted both of them to empty out at the same time. Okay. Now, um, how would it come out that if one has a wider hole and one has a smaller hole, they're going to empty at the same time? How's that going to happen? So if you think about it, they only brought, uh, they could only fill up one at a time. So, they would pour into the, what they would do is they would pour the, the wine and the water. Wine is thicker than water, so the wine had to go into the, 
let me get this right, the wider one to let it out more. And the water will go into the narrower one and because the water flows out faster. So this way, they would both finish at the same time. The bowl on the Mairav was for water, and the bowl on the Mizrach, the east, was for wine. If by mistake you poured the water into the wine bowl, or the wine into the water bowl, you fulfilled your obligation. Meaning, we did it that way for beauty. We want them all to flow out of their that nostril you know, at the same time. But if you mixed it up, you mixed it up. It's fine. Rabbi Yudah says that the Kayin would take one lug from the Shiluach and pour it in all eight days. And the one who poured the water, we'd say, raise, uh, raise up your hand, lift up your hand um, as you were pouring. Now, why would you do it while you're pouring? Rashi said, let's explain why. The Gemara is going to get into this. One time, there was a Tzeduki Kayin, who Tzedukim only followed Torah Shebeksav, not Torah Shebaapeh. According to Torah Shebaapeh, you had to pour it on the floor. The Kayin disagreed because he had a different drusha. He was a Tzeduki and he poured it on his feet instead of the floor, and he was busted by it. The reason why we had him pick up his hand is so that people should see. It's kind of like what I tell people in Shul when there's a Bar Mitzvah. Yeah, so you try to have the gabaya move out of the way a little bit. So the mother could see, you know, I don't think it's so nice when her son's reading from the Torah, reading the Torah, whatever it is, the, the mother's like peeking through and seeing what's going on and sometimes the back of the gabai is standing in her way. You know, you just remind, you know, move out of the way, give the mother a little bit more nachas, right? So we had him move it, pick up his hand this way, Gans Kai, so I could see exactly where that water was landing. We wanted to see Mamish, you know, you know, you know, not that he shouldn't be in the way and we should see that it's being done proper. Okay. Zokta Mishnavaiter. Same way we poured it during a weekday. We did on Shabbos as well. On Shabbos, we would have it pre-prepared. They left it in the Lishka. And then, Nishbukhan is Galsa, if, let's say, it spilled out or it got uncovered, right? We know that water left overnight is not allowed to be used. Then they would refill it up from the Kir. Any, any uh, water or wine that is Megulim, that is, that, is, uh, that is uncovered, is not allowed to be used on the Mizbeach. Okay, Azai Zok, the mission. In the Mishnah. In the Mishnah, we learned that they went down to the Shiluach and they came back up through the Shar Hamayim. And what did they do? They blew a Takiya, true Takiya. Says the Gemara. Beautiful Gemara. Let's go. Where do you get that from? How do you know we blew a Takiya, true Takiya? You should draw water with joy, with sasayim. Okay? Now, now, once we say that you draw water with sasayim, okay, and sasayim, simcha comes, what do you do? You blow trumpets. That's how it works. Yeah? You got to make Abdullah with a guitar, right? Shabdamayim b'sasayim. Says the Gemara, Hanu tray money. Let me tell you a story. The one time was two minim. 
Okay, there were two species. No, two minim, two apikarsim. Heretics. Chad And if you want to get a little deeper into this Gemara, it's a fascinating Gemara. We're not going to get too deep into this. But uh, those who darshan, I got it, the Gemaras have various explanations about this, this story. One Apikaris, his name was Sosa. The Chad Simcha, and one's name was Simcha. Amalei Sosa Simcha, Sosa said to Simcha. Remember, they are Mamish. These Minim, they darshan psukim to the T. Yeah, down to the, they dot their I's and cross their T's. She says, Anodifnominoch. Sasain's better than Simcha. I'm better than you. Ah, I win. You're going to get Sasain and Simcha. Sasain comes before Simcha. It must be more important. They talk about me first. Simcha says to Sasain, I know a different minach. You're not better. I'm better than you. Right? There's no Rabbanishalim in the picture. Remember that? No Rabbanishalim, eh? So it's all about me and you. I'm better than you. Simcha v'sasain la Yehudim. Beautiful. Simcha v'sasain, yeah. Simcha and Sasin. Simcha is listed before Sasin. Amalei Sasin le Simcha, Chad Yomah, Shavkuch, one day, you're going to be lowered, Vishavyuch Parvanka, and you are going to turn into a Parvanka. What is a Parvanka? You are going to be like a mailman. Be a mailman. Now, it's not literally a mailman, but it's the, it's the person who's like the servant who has to run ahead of the master. To let people know that the master's coming. Okay? Uh, apparently it wasn't such an honorable job. Simcha is going to be sent out. So you're going to have to run ahead. Oh, you think you're so cool. One day you are going to be taken and turned into a canteen. With your skin. They're going to be skinned. And you're going to be turned into a leather canteen. They're going to draw water. With sasin. Ah, So you're going to be the canteen that's filled up when they get the water. From the Shiloh. Omar There was a man by the name of Sasin Who... Who uh, came to Rabbi Avahu, and he said, "Asidisu this maluli mayim leomodasi, Klal Yisrael, those who keep Tereshab Balpeh, yeah, is going to um, work for me. I'm going to be the one in Eilam Haba, and you're going to be my servants. They're going to draw water. He's translating it for Sasan." That's me. My name's Sasan. Omar Leir Bavo says, It's too bad that you're a min, you're an apikiris who doesn't know grammar. If you would say that they're going to draw water to Sasan. So then, okay, Taka, you know, he, 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 you could try to translate it like a Meshuggana. However, but you should know, even with your perverted interpretation, that they're going to do it in Sasan. So the fee, you, by the way, not, we're not drawing water for you, but rather, you're going to be the canteen that is filled up because the water is going to be in Sasan. So you're going to be the canteen that is filled up in order to drink for everybody else um, 
for everybody else to drink. La'asid lava. Okay. Gvaldik. All right. The Kayan held the water. He went up the ramp and turned right and turned right to his left. Alright? He didn't turn to his right. He turned right to his left. Turn up one of the rabbis learned that's why the rabbi is Whenever you go up on the Mizbeach, you gotta go up to the right. And you go around and you come around in a full cycle and you come down to the left. Except for the following three things. Who go straight to the left and then they walk backwards. Okay? This way you don't keep walking and make lefts. You go right to your left and then you just walk backwards and get off. Like we said, the pouring of the water. The pouring of the wine. And the bird oila. When the when there was no more space, so they want to bring the oil in proper times, and there were too many kehanim already on the mizrach, kisher ravsa mizrach. The ravsa is like rife. There's too many. The the mizrach already had too many, and Mamela, we um we allowed him to go to the other side in order to take care of the oil in its proper time. Ella shayu mashkiri. Rabbi says. That these bowls were not silver, but they looked like silver because they were they looked like they were tarnished silver, but really they were made out of sith. They were made out of plastic. Okay. I don't understand something. We said one bowl was for the wine pouring, the other bowl was for the water pouring. Which one should blacken the bowls? Water? Does water blacken plaster? No. The the wine one that has a a wider spout. So the thicker wine could flow out faster. I understand why it got why it got black. The mayo on my mashkir, but the bowl for water, how did it become black? Mar says, Kiva Damar Mar. Since the Tana taught us, if by mistake the water got poured into the wine one, and the wine gets poured into the water on Yatza, so Shamaya What happened was Lamaisa, since it's not Ma'akiv. The less ma'akev something is, the less people are ultra careful about it. And therefore, the taka were mistakes that happen. And since there were times where wine did go into the, into the water one, that's how that bowl became blackened as well. Okay. Gavaldik. Last part of the Mishnah for today. Umi nukavim kemen shnei Each bowl had... had um, had a, a hole and it looked like a, it had like a looked like a, a nostril. Okay. Let's hear our mission's opinion of Rebuda, not Rabbana. Why? Did tonight we learned in the mission. Rabbi Yehuda says, There was always a lug of water on all eight days of Yomtiv. Okay. Now remember, we said we thought that there was three lug of water and three lug of wine. Follow. If there's three lug of water and three lug of wine, and we want them to drain at the same exact time, it makes sense why we have different size holes. A narrower one for the water and a wider one for the wine, right? Because the same amount in each bowl, and that means we got to slow down the water. I'm sorry. Um, we have to. Yeah, we got to. We got to slow down the water. So that, or speed up the wine, however, whichever way you want to look at it, 
to make sure that it drains simultaneously. But according to Reb Yehuda, who says that there was really only one lug of water and three lug of wine, you don't need different size holes. Right? You don't need different size holes. Let's read that again. Reb Yehuda, the water was belug echad. I'm sorry, fakir. The water was lug echad. It was one lug, a little less than a liter. The wine is three lug. So what do we need to do there? Let's think for a moment. We need the water to we need the water to be slower so that it flows out at the same time as the wine. Okay. Oh, but if it's the rabban, the Gemara is assuming that wine and water flows at the same time. I'm sorry, I jumped the gun on this step. If it's the Rabbanon, that the water has three lug and the wine has three lug, why do you gotta why do you need to slow down the water? Because water is thicker and therefore you need to speed it up so that it goes out as fast as the water. Okay? I'm sorry, I so I I jumped the gun. I, I I spoke too much information before we read it inside the Gemara. So let's just talk outside to clarify. The Mishnah had said there were uh two nostrils for each bowl okay one on each bowl one was the wine bowl one was the water bowl one was wider one was narrower says the gemara if there's one lug of wine one lug of water and three lug of wine we understand why you got to slow down the water but if it's the same a measurement three lug three lug let it just flow out on that the gemara answers but i had said i jumped the gun on that but uh that the gemara answers is that because wine is thicker it needs a wider spout to flow out just as fast as the water. Okay. Hachanami Mistavra. And it's also logical to say um, that the Tana is not Rabbi Yehuda. Dear Rabbi Yehuda, if it would be Rabbi Yehuda, Rachav Vekotzer Isle. Um, usually Rabbi Yehuda uses the terms Rachav and Kotzer. Okay? Ditanya. Because we learned in a Brisa, Rabbi Yehuda, I remember, Shnei Kashvois Hayusham. There were two Caleb. That were on top of the Mizbeach, Echot Shomayim, Echot Shalyayin. Like these are the Kalim for the pouring, okay? Shalyayin, Pia Rachav. The wine one had Pia Rachav, it was wide. Shalmayim, Pia Kotzer. And the water one had Pia Kotzer, had a, sm- uh, a, a kitzer, a smaller opening. Kideshu Shneim, Kolim, Bebas, Achas, Shmamina. You see from here that it is the Rabbanon. Now, if you look back at the Mishnah, the Mishnah had said, if the very top line of this Amud, what did the Mishnah say? It was, Kemen shnei chutmei dakin, um, echod me'uve ve'echod dak. One was me'uve, one was thick, ve'echod dak, and one was thin. Rabbi Yehuda uses the terms of rachav and katsir as opposed to dakin and me'uve. Therefore, it's sensible to say, says the Gemara, that these terms are rabbinic terms of the Rabbanon and not regular terms that Rabbi Yehuda used. Hence, don't assume Rabbi Yehuda is the Tan of our Mishnah. Okay? Period. And let's, uh, let's hold it here for today. We'll pick up Ezra tomorrow with the, the explanation of the Mishnah of my Rabbi Shel Mayim. And we're going to get into the story when the Kayan would pour, we want, he had to lift up his hands so everybody could see. We want to make sure he poured it straight on the Mizbeach. He didn't pour on his feet. 
And we're going to, Be'ez Hashem, start with that story tomorrow, 6.30, same time, hopefully in Yerushalayim. Have a wonderful, wonderful evening.